This is being brought to you by Digital Market Battles, the only marketing company that can fill your company's pipeline with high-valued leads. They will meet your conversion goals no matter what. Just go to www.digitalmarketbattles.com to get your discovery call done today. I know I'm late, but I'm kind of glad that I'm late with this. Because what happened last night, and we're going to get to the Rams and uh, Bucks game in about three or four minutes, but I need to spend some time talking about what happened with Green Bay San Francisco. I'm going to be honest. I picked Green Bay to win the game 17-14. I knew it was going to be a defensive struggle, which it was. And the Packers' defense did everything they could, and they played a good game. Meanwhile, Jimmy Garoppolo, in the first half specifically, was getting screwed over by guys like Jennings and Kittle, dropping balls that should have been caught for touchdowns. And then the one pick, because Garoppolo kept getting flushed out of the pocket because uh, San Fran's O-line was playing a very suspect game of football. Everything was set up for the Packers to win this game easily. Easily. But two things didn't happen. After that first drive, their offense did not execute. And the special teams play of the Packers was just the most awful thing I have ever seen. I have never watched a playoff game. Now, I'm sure one exists, so I'm not going to try to pull some mythical fact out of my head that I'm not 100% sure of, but at least in modern times, I think. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think I've ever seen a team get a field goal blocked and a punt blocked for a touchdown in the same game. The special team's execution for the Packers was just awful. It was terrible. And special teams is probably one of the most thankless jobs in football. That's why nobody wants to be on special teams. Because when you're on special teams and you you execute very well and you play a great game, no one talks about you. Because, you know, you're special teams. You're not the offense. You're not the defense. But when special teams really screws up, like especially like it did in this uh, playoff game, that's when you notice them. The kicker is the least important guy in the room until it's time for a big kick. Nobody knows who the guy is unless he shanks it to the damn left. That Then they know who the kicker is and they want him gone. They're looking for somebody else. All of a sudden, everybody becomes an expert in kicking and punting. But even not being a quote-unquote football expert with experience playing the game beyond, uh, you know, yard level, I don't understand how you get a field goal blocked and then after that, don't shore up the offensive line on a special teams play to prevent a punt from getting blocked at the five-yard line. San Francisco picks up the ball, runs it for a touchdown. And then the, 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 the even worse part of that, 
The Packers literally showed no effort to get that ball. There were three 49ers just chilling around it. No one picked it up for at least a second and a half. And I didn't see one green jersey. Not one. And I knew if San Francisco was going to get into the playoffs, they were going to make an impact. And they've been road warriors all year long, so playing and winning on the road is not anything that's foreign to this team. But I did not think they were going to beat Green Bay. And it's real sad because the Green Bay defense did its job. The 49ers offense didn't execute properly. Could you have imagined if uh, Kittle didn't drop those two balls and Jennings didn't drop that other ball in the first half? What would have happened? How the score would have looked? The 49ers would have ran away with that game. So they're a very dangerous team going forward. But now let's talk about who are they going to play against? Will it be Matthew Stafford? And the Rams, who everybody thinks is right now the best team left in the NFC in the playoffs? Or will it be Tom Brady and the Bucks? It comes down to a couple of specific things for me. The Rams and the Bucks defense, you got a pretty even matchup there. Both teams on the defensive side of the ball are not particularly injured. They're going to be able to play some good defense in this game. The score is not going to indicate that the defense uh, is going to be playing well, but you'll see specific points where the defenses will affect the game. Turnovers might be, the turnover battle might be the most important thing. Forget about yardage, forget about points. The turnover battle is going to be the most important thing in this game. Both defenses are very good at getting turnovers. So I'd say you have to call that at even. Now you go to the quarterbacks. We'll get to the skilled players in a second, but you go to the two quarterbacks. You got Tom Brady, who is looking to be, I don't know, a, a seven-time champion. Two with the Bucks, five with the Pats. I, 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 he is the winningest quarterback in NFL history. Pretty much, he is what a champion it looks like. When you think of a championship athlete, you think of Michael Jordan and you think of Tom Brady, especially if you grew up in my generation. But. On the other side, you got a guy in Matthew Stafford who's at the almost the twilight of his career, at the edge of his prime. Wasted a lot of years in a franchise that wouldn't get him pieces. Or if they had pieces, the pieces would either be traded away or they would run away from the game of football because, well, if you play for the Detroit Lions for a long time, you kind of lose your soul. Matthew Stafford has been waiting for an opportunity to show what he could do in the postseason. They beat the Cardinals. 
But now they got to go against the Super Bowl champions. Now, I'm not going to leave you guys in suspense for too long, but the quarterbacks, I'd say even. Even though I think Stafford has more physical talent than Brady at their point at this point in their careers. I'd say even because, well, Matthew Stafford has never been in this level or this type of pressure situation in the postseason before. Before this year, every playoff appearance Stafford had, he lost. So... This is new territory for Matthew Stafford. Even though he's a grizzled veteran, this is new territory for him. For Tom Brady, this is just another walk in the park. Just another game. So I'd say even. But here's where the game separates itself. The Bucks have no Godwin... And Antonio Brown took off his pads, ran across the field, waved bye to everybody, and then has his lawyer release a text message ring between him and Bruce Arians about playing an injury and all this other stuff. So what that boils down to is two of the best wide outs on the team are now not there. They're now gone. So what are you left with if you're the Bucks? Evans, Gronk, Fournette. Is Aaron Jones going to come out and make a uh, contribution? I don't know. He didn't seem like he was ready to do that all year long. Fournette really is the number one back on that team. So you take a look at the Rams now in terms of skill players. No Robert Woods, but he's been effectively replaced in that offensive scheme by Odell Beckham. And then you have the best wideout in the NFL in Cooper Cup. And then on top of that, you get Cam Akers back. And it's not like the Rams' running attack has been terrible all year long without Cam Akers, but now with Cam Akers... That offense is back at full strength. Maybe even stronger than it was when it was first constructed this year because of the addition of Odell Beckham Jr. So when I look at this game, I see one glaring difference between the two teams. The Rams are healthy and at full strength on the offensive side of the football. And the Bucks are not. This will be a shootout. Rams 35. Bucks 31. I think you're going to see a fumble in this game. Leonard Fournette's going to cough up the ball. Aaron Donald's going to knock it out. There might be a turnover. Maybe Brady throws a pick. Because you know the Rams are going to pressure Tom Brady. If uh, Brady gets pressured... He gets sacked, he fumbles the ball, he uh, makes terrible decisions, gets picked off. Not saying that's going to happen to Brady the whole game. But there might be one or two plays where Tom 
doesn't look like Superman anymore. And that might be the difference in that game. 35-31, it's going to be an NFC West showdown for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And now, all of a sudden, the 49ers are looking a lot more like that team that made the dance in 2019. We might end up seeing a rematch of the 2019 Super Bowl. And wow, it might actually end up happening in the weirdest of ways. But we'll save that talk for next week. You can hear us on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Castbox, Bullhorn, Podbay, Listen Notes, Podcast, Addict, Verbal, Stitcher, Castro.fm. I believe I said them all. 16 different platforms every single week. Rants, shows, interviews. We are downtown sports. We are where sports come home. For Girl Friday, for DeLarge, for Mainville. The whole team in the back of the scenes for the Beastie's Sean Periente. In the mouth of the South, John Schiavone. Thanks for listening. We out.